Welcome to Deconstructing a Fairy Tale, embarrassingly in-depth thoughts about Disney movies from two Disney parents and fans. I'm your host, Jared. And uh, I'm your host, Jill. And today we're joined by a very special guest, our good friend, Rachel Shrum. Rachel, What's welcome. up, Disney fans? We decided when Rachel just now started on the podcast that she needed to like tell us her Disney street cred. So like, why are you here? Yeah. What's your Disney street cred? Yeah, so my Disney street cred is a lifelong Disney fan, number one. Um, in high school, in my dual enrollment speech class, I wrote a whole speech about how to become a Disney princess. Ooh. So, there you go. I've been to Disney World Sounds when I was like three. And I just recently went to Disneyland and... We got to go to Disney, Disney Springs <laughs> with uh, Rachel oh, yeah, th- three years oh, ago. Yeah. And we went with some other friends too. It wasn't just the three of us, but the three of us were like, we were like nerding out. Well, and we were, like, we were like little kids. <laughs> we were thriving. And the other and three hated us. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. We literally yeah. separated it. Yeah, it was great. Different ways. Yeah, so <laughs> we're excited to have Rachel um, today. We're talking about Raya and the Last Dragon. <laughs> Jill, do you want to do a quick overview? I just would for, love to. In case you haven't seen this movie in a while, obviously, spoilers, we're going to talk about this movie uh, in depth. But Jill, give us an overview. All right, so uh, overview. The world is broken into five nations, heart, tail, talon, spine, and fang, which deeply mistrust, mistrust each other and fight for control over the dragon gem, the last piece of dragon magic in the world. When a young girl named Raya from Heart trusts a girl from Thang named Namari, Raya is betrayed and an evil, monstrous plague called the Droon attacks the world, turning everyone it touches into stone. Six years later, Raya finds the last dragon, Sisu, and hunts down all the gem pieces in order to vanquish the Droon for good. Unknown to her, the real magic isn't the dragon gem, it's the trust we give each other. That was a hard uh, summary. There's a lot there. Okay, let's start with our fast facts. Rachel, would you like to do the honor of giving the first fast fact? I would love to. Um, So, I found out that the dragons in Raya are inspired by a legend of some dragons that supposedly live in the Mekong River, which is in East... Southeast Asia. And so it's kind of like, I guess, their version of the Loch Ness. Okay. Um, But they're rumored to be like dragons living in this river. And the dragons are more serpentine-like than like, you know, your classic. Like European dragons. Yeah. Yeah. They're not European dragons. (laughs) These aren't Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones dragons. These are more serpentine-like and they don't have wings, which you probably noticed. Well, I didn't think Um, about it, but you're right. They hop around. Yeah, so the way they, like, take flight is they create little stepping stones with the water droplets. Oh, that's cool. That's why the rain is so, like, a big deal. Yeah, Yeah. vital to their survival. Uh, My first fast fact is that this movie, it started pre-production several years ago, but the actual production of the movie began um, in early 2020, which meant that just, like, a month or two into animating... That was March of 2020, and we dun, know what happened dun. then. <laughs> I don't know anything what about that. What possibly could have happened? <laughs> so, uh, Jill and I were watching a documentary about this moment, and it was really fascinating because all the animators are at Disney Animation Studios, and then they basically get like an email, and it's like, 
We're sending all of you guys home tomorrow indefinitely. We don't know when you guys get, get to come back. Wow. Um, take whatever you need to work on this movie with you. And so 450 animators like scrambled, like, okay, like grab laptops, grab computer monitors, notebooks, iPads, what wow. do we need? And then uh, they thought it would be like two or three weeks that they'd be out of the office, right? And I don't know if you remember, the shutdown in Southern California was a long time. Mm -hmm. And so the, it was basically the whole rest of the year they did not get to come back. I don't even know if they ever got to come back to the office for the rest of the time. So it's the first Disney animation movie to be totally animated remotely. And, I mean, it worked, right? And yeah. so they talked about, like, all the things they had to do, the links they had to go to of setting up your office, you know, in your home. And, and the, anim uh, the voice actors had to do the same process, too. So Disney, this is like Luca we talked about last time. Uh, Disney sent them, like, all the equipment for recording their voice parts from home. Wow. And so, like, I, they showed us Aquafina's, and it was, like, this massive tent, this, like, I don't know, soundproof tent or something she put up in her living room. It's pretty funny. That's true. Wow. Um, all right, my fast fact. Raya is the third Disney princess to be wholly an original character. So that's not based on any prior character, fairy tale, or legend. Totally original. Totally Disney invented. Totally Disney invented. After uh, Moana and Merida. Oh, Those were the other two. brave, yeah. Yes. She's also the first non-Pixar Disney princess to not sing. Oh, that was one of my fast Ooh. facts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll Who is the other one that doesn't sing? It's Merida. Oh, yeah. But um, she's obviously like Pixar, but Pixar, the, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll tag that fast fact. Um, so it's only the second Disney animation film ever to not have a musical number included during the movie. Anyone know what the other movie is? Um, so there are 60 movies. If we, uh, Disney animation? Disney animation. It's Brother Bear. No, Brother the Bear. Okay, so not singing, but oh. like a musical number during the movie. Because Brother Bear has like oh, a soundtrack in the middle. Yeah, have a soundtrack. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. And like Zootopia is the same way. There's that song, Try Everything, yeah. in the middle of Zootopia. But there's a movie that also does not have a lyrical oh. song in the movie. You guys have any guesses? It's a deep cut, I'll tell you. Okay. Mm. I don't know. The Black Cauldron. <laughs> you guys, have you guys even seen no, the black cauldron? No, what even is that? It's a dark movie. Okay. I'll tell you. It's good, but it's super yeah, All I could think is. of was Anastasia, but that's a song. And that's 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> the combat scenes were yeah. inspired by martial arts forms that were that are native to Thailand, Malaysia, and Indonesia. So they tried okay. to keep it like as... Did realistic they, as possible. Do they do like the thing where they like video people actually fighting and then animate to that? Is that I think so. They had like a specific uh, fight, like uh, like person who is an expert in that and okay. was giving them like advice and helping uh -huh. them keep it as like true to the form as possible. So I thought that That's was cool because um, I thought the fight scenes were really cool amazing yeah, yeah. it made me like want to go so to take like a mm. a class yeah. like <laughs> Muay Thai Some or something yeah. <laughs> yeah also I didn't really think about this but I was wondering um and I found out that when we are like in the mission with Raya she's mm -hmm. 18 okay oh. so that's cool that so she would have been 12 yeah at the beginning okay, yeah. okay. So that that's really helps me good. think about yeah. her age and how, you know, she mm. deals with all the things that yeah. happen to her. So. Uh, my next fast fact, we've touched on, but okay, so like Raya is set in this fictional fantasy world 
of Kumandra, mm-hmm. but it's based on Southeast Asia, which is a, a totally like new concept to Disney animation. They've not done anything with Southeast Asia in any previous works before. So what they were trying to do, it's kind of like the same deal they did with Moana, where like um, with Moana, they built this thing called the um, Cultural Story Trust, and they uh, where they basically like brought people from different parts of Polynesia to like teach how how should we do like this new culture that's informed by this actual real culture. They did the same thing for Raya. So like Southeast Asia, uh, in case you're not like familiar what part of the world that is, that's going to be Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos, the Philippines, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia. Those are some of like the more well-known countries in that area. So they had this cultural advisory board that would tell like, okay, here's like the common foods that that this group of people might eat or the kinds of clothes they might wear. Here are like the cultural norms in these different countries. And like each country obviously is distinct from each other. So like the Philippines, it's going to be slightly different than people from Indonesia. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like bringing different pieces from like different parts of this part of the world. Really cool that they like, even though they're like coming up with a fictional place, they're basing so much of it on a reality. Um, We watched an interview with this lady, um, who was from one of these nations and she was uh, older, maybe in her forties now. And she was saying that growing up in LA County as a little girl, all her Barbie dolls were white with blonde hair and blue eyes. And um, that it wasn't until she was 12 years old and she went on a trip um, to Southeast Asia that she saw like, Oh, my people are beautiful as well. And I thought that was really cool. Like I'm just happy that uh, people are able to see, others who look like them in these really amazing films. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So cool. I got some more princess facts. <laughs> Bring it on. Let's do I it. I love princess facts. Um, Raya and Amari are the first princesses in an animated Disney movie to never wear a dress or skirt, only pants, since Jasmine in the animated Aladdin in wow. 1992. Jasmine. Jasmine also was wearing a I do top. feel like we can't count Jasmine because she had pants on, sure. Sure. But, I mean... Jasmine pants... Her pants are cool. They're, like, baggy. Yeah, too. they are cool pants. But I thought that was they're interesting. They're, like, harem pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. And Raya's also, along with Moana and Merida, only princesses to not have a love interest. Mm. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's the first Disney princess to have the same voice actress as the child as an adult. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it's both Kelly Marie Tran and apparently that's has amazing. never that is. been before. I can't believe she can do that. That's remarkable. Mm-hmm. I only got one more. Uh, mine is uh, just that. Uh, so there are a lot of names in in the movie that are from real life things. And that's on purpose. Um, but uh, Tuck Tuck, who's like the armadillo that rolls up. Um, his name is also the name of like a really popular kind of public transit vehicle in Southeast Asia, kind of like an open cab kind yeah. of vehicle. So, so cool. again, like if you were from like Indonesia and you hear the name Tuk Tuk, you're like, oh, oh it's, she's riding him. Yeah, like I yeah. ride a Tuk Tuk every yeah, day. So like, it's cool. kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. So guys, what were your first impressions when you saw Raya, when you saw this movie? Well, I, I went into it not really thinking I would like it. And I'm like, sure, whatever. It's about a dragon. I don't know. Uh, I really didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. So I really had no, like... Have you seen a trailer or anything? I, I'm sure... Surely I must have. But okay. I don't... I, and I really didn't know what it was going to be about. But I left and I was like, you know, that was a lot better than 
course, I was expecting nothing. So, <laughs> yeah. so that was like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. And so then the more that we like thought about it and talked about it, I was like, you know, that was really pretty good. Yeah. I at first I was like, is this too mystical for me? Like, is there too mm. much dragon stuff? Yeah. Like. Like in a religious way. Yeah. yeah. Like, is that too? Is this so? Like, is this this all right to watch? But. There are a lot of parallels to the gospel, which is really cool. Yeah. So, that was kind of my first impression. I kind of felt the same way in that, like, dragons, dragon movies, I'm like, oh, they're all the same. But this one did not feel like, oh, your typical dragon story. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I think part of it is because the dragons are different. Yeah. They're not the fire-breathing. Right. Yeah. Flying. Flying. It's also, and I think this is probably influenced by Southeast Asian culture, like the dragons are guiding humans right. in the movie. Yeah. Their purpose is not combat. Right. Which right. is different. Like then, like Lord of the Rings, like the dragons are, and like Game of Thrones, it's seen as like a parallel for like nuclear weapons. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they are a weapon that can be used for or against you, and this is just not their purpose in Raya. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, that is It's just nice. different. It's, it's a departure from the yeah. norm, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think, so Jill and I got to see this in theaters. Um, that was a big deal because the theater chains had been closed for a year at this point. And we, I love going to the movie theater. Um, and I think Jill tolerates it. I love it. And so she's kind to go with me when I want to go. And it, it was a bummer for me. Um, I really missed that. And so when we found out they were going to be opening back up and they were opening up to Raya... Uh, coming out like on the opening Friday, we were like, okay. I mean, it was again. I really did not think this would be a good movie, but it didn't matter. It was like I want to go <laughs> to the theater. I don't care what we're seeing. Yeah. So let, let's go see the new Disney movie. And similarly to Jill, had low expectations. And like the movie started, and it's like, okay, this is nice. And it's one of those movies where as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I like this more and more. Yeah. But then I'll tell you the scene that got me at the end, where I'm like, okay, this is a good movie, was. When all hope seems lost, seems lost, and Raya walks to go like confront Namari out of just pure revenge yeah. and justice, like oh. I am going to yeah, kill you so because mm. you have destroyed the world. Yeah, and there's no other purpose. That felt so like adult to me. Yeah, and the way they shot that the whole sequence and in the fighting too that you brought up uh, is so. It just felt so real, yeah. like I was watching an action movie. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. they made her do that was like, oh, they're not trying to just, like, put a Band-Aid over this. Like, yeah. that was her... Or make a perfect princess. Yeah. 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 No, she was responding out of her pure emotion. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I would feel the same way. <laughs> right. Everyone is like, oh, yeah, I would be marching up there, too. If like I could that. fight like yeah. that, I'd be going yeah. to battle her, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. If you have nothing left to lose, you're like, yeah. Yeah. So that was very real to me. And that's what, when I left the theater, that was the thing that sold it as a great movie to me yeah. was that whole sequence. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like you guys, I had no expectations until yeah. you guys told me. And then <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. I didn't know I was missing out. Yeah. And so then when we watched it, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like This story is so good. And so... I think I just loved the message and like the message is so you can see yourself in it, but then you're also brought into this unique world that you're like, Oh my gosh, like this is so cool. And you get to experience the culture through that. And, um, I loved so much that I 
didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And it wasn't predictable. And so much depth to the story and the characters and just all of the things. But I'm with you. The, I think part of the things that I loved about it, just that it felt like a real world, even though it's fantasy. So like Moana to me, it's like this, obviously we mentioned, it's like supposed to represent all of Polynesia Mm -hmm. in like this fantasy world. But I don't know, like in Moana, it didn't feel like really a part of the story. Yeah. Like you just didn't see much of their culture. Yeah. Really. Except for like the legend of what happened to the heart of Tafiti. Yeah. But the, in this movie, it was like everything from like the, the words, like they have their own like slang that they would use. Like Binturi is like a curse word. And is it like the, uh. There's another word that they say that's like best friend to represent like best friend. Like they have their own language. They have like the respectful rituals that they would do. Mm-hmm. Like the scene where Namari and her crew are running back to Fang and then they they find the dragon graveyard and she like makes them stop and yeah. like walk through reverently. Yeah. And like nothing is spoken. They just like walk through quietly and reverently. And then like she like does the circle symbol like above yeah. her head. It's like you see a mixture of like their religion and their beliefs right. in in this fantasy world. Yeah. And that just makes it feel, again, so real and familiar. Yeah. Like when they take off their shoes before they enter the temple, yeah. they don't talk about it. They just do it. Yeah. Like it's just like a part of their lives. Yeah. It's really neat. Like you're saying, Moana just feels like they use the setting yeah. and just put a story in right. there. It so, could have been anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. This had to be yeah. in yeah. Southeast Asia, like in the... Yeah in this specific world yeah well i really love that like everything gets resolved (laughs) (laughs) i knew you would say that i agree though (laughs) everyone comes back from the ashes (laughs) all the dragons are there Uh like everything is resolved so i love that it's just that's happy and it didn't i kind of knew that was going to happen because it, it shows kind of at the beginning, like, oh, when the dragons come back, the people that were ashes before came back. So it was like, yeah. I never was like, oh, my gosh, is she going to see her dad again? Like, I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> um, so and I, it was Disney Animation, not Pixar. So I felt like I could. Yeah, Pixar runs on tears. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, they would be, you know. Yeah. But um, so I really love that. Another thing, this is completely a side note, but I, I literally have to say it. Um before March of 2021, I did my hair differently than after. <laughs> because I saw this movie and she, the way she has her hair pulled back like right at the front, I was like... So cool. That is so perfect. Yeah. Now, she's got the braids and mine does. does funnier things, but I just <laughs> was like, literally, this movie has changed how I do my hair day to day. Oh. Like, I, in, in life. Yes. That's one of the first things I noticed. I was like, her hair is yeah, amazing. it's... Well, and again, going to, like, the way that they paid attention to the cultural distinctions, the yeah. different nations have different hairstyles. Right, yeah. Like, Fang, all the women have that, like, is it called the Chelsea cut, where, like, one yeah. side is long and the other cut is, side is shaved? Undercut and, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what else I loved? I loved that it wasn't, like, flashback and forth. I oh, loved yeah. that it was chronological. From beginning to end. Yes. yes. Okay, Because yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm literally getting to, like, see her story unfold yeah. and I'm yeah. not, like... So, as opposed to what? Like, Encanto? Or, like, what? Yeah, like, Encanto, you don't find out until the end, yeah. like, a the part of the, story. like, yeah. trauma and yeah. the thing that made yeah. them how they are. But this, right. you're like, oh, I am going see. with you on this journey yeah. and I... 
like understand yeah. how why you're acting the way you are yeah. and why you're feeling all of these things because we've like we're watching it unfold. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of think like in um, we'll eventually I think talk about Finding Nemo, but in Finding Nemo, you know, at the very it's similar at the very beginning of the movie, you get to watch Marlon go through the trauma of yeah. losing his wife and all his kids except for Nemo, and so then when Marlon is like acting like this really protective parent, yeah. you understand why. Yeah, you have compassion. Well, originally it was flipped. It was like. You would not know any of that. And you would, as you watch the movie, get flashbacks about what happened. And audiences hated the character of Marlon because they didn't empathize with him. They didn't understand why he was being so annoying and protective. I think it's similar with Raya. It's like if they hadn't done that, you'd be like, Raya, what's your deal? Why aren't you trusting people? Right, Right. yeah. Oh. You'd be like, like why are you going on this mission? Why aren't you like at school? Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. what's your deal? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Um, I I mean, we've touched on it. I, I would say one of the things I like about it is just, so we were watching this in the midst of, of the pandemic, which has been really, like, fragmented. Like, it's fragmented culture more than it already was, which is horrible and annoying. But uh, it, it's this time where, like, we're debating vaccines and, like, masks and, like, what, what should the government be allowed to tell you to do? And, like, should they be able to tell businesses if they can close? Or, like, mm-hmm. we're having all those conversations and in real time, and then you have this movie that comes out that is like the core message is, hey, even though we might have legitimate differences from each other, there's a lot of common ground. Yeah. What if we just stopped and listened to each other and, and tried to look through each other's eyes and empathize a little bit more and find that common ground and find a way forward? It was like oh, a breath of fresh air yeah. in a really yeah. tumultuous time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even just seeing like... Uh, that every they've all lost something like when right. they've all yeah. when she's gotten all the gym pieces and they're on the boat with Boone they're all like talking about who they've, who lost. they've lost and yeah. it's like oh, okay there's like we all have been alone and lost something and right. so it's like a kind of you can relate that it forces you to like look past your own like trauma and mm. realize that you're all like in mm. it together yeah and it's like a really selfless brings out a lot of like selfless um Mm -hmm. like characteristics that i feel like as a culture are not like highlighted in a lot of stories so yeah Mm -hmm. but you can like point out in this story when people are being like making selfish choices yeah that's true yeah. yeah and i think like Again, breaking the normal formula of there's a like a very archetype villain mm-hmm. like Jafar in Aladdin yeah. is like he's just a villain. That's yeah. all he is. But in this movie, it's like Namari is not a villain. She's an antagonist. Yeah. Like she's opposed to Raya, and like they have common ground. They also have very different approaches to it that are in conflict with one another. But she's not the bad guy. Yeah. And Raya, I mean, from a different perspective, Raya's a bad guy yeah. right and I, that's so familiar like all of us have this like nature of like a mix of like some really horrible stuff mm-hmm. and even bad and selfish intentions mixed with good intentions and right. good actions that's like familiar that's real life yeah like we know that and so being able to say like i can look at another person and be like you are not so flat of a person that you can be just reduced to a hero or a villain yeah I mean, that's yeah. important. So it's good. important that we just recognize that as true. Yeah. True. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, for me, I think, uh, you know, other meaningful stuff. So they were making this movie during the pandemic. And when 
Raya or Boone is like, where did the Jun come from? And Sisu is like, they're a plague. Mm. And she describes it as a plague of human discord. I have to think that probably wrote that line like <laughs> after this all started, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and so I kind of like that, like, the Raya is really trying as a character, she is trying this like every man for themselves approach. Like, she doesn't want help. Yeah. She only wants to find Sisu and fix the world because she wants her dad back. Right. And then. She's kind of forced to start like, okay, I need Boone, and yeah. I like I need him to transport us, and then like, okay, this baby is useful to me, so yeah. I'm gonna bring, what's the baby's name? I can't remember. Bring the baby alongside. I'm gonna, and then they run into Tong, and he's useful, and they don't really have an opportunity to talk about it, so he comes along, and so like at the end, they finally, I think, you know, they finally learn, or like we can either live together or we can die alone. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the dichotomy that we have here, like. Either we can learn to trust each other, but the fact that that doesn't happen till the there's no other option on the table, mm-hmm. I think it clicks for Raya that like either we're going to die as individuals that are distinct for each other, or I can be selfless for a minute and mm-hmm. I can give everything I have into the hands of this antagonist that I have. And again, like she says, uh, I'll take the first step. I can be that person. Then it it's up to that other person, right? Yeah. And so when your alternative is, like, I'm going to die either way for her, I might as well put my trust and faith in the other person. It's a bummer that it took yeah. no other option for right. Raya to, like, yeah. arrive at that. Yeah. But then you also, like, she was burned a lot. Like, yeah. she did trust people, and yeah. it just kept biting her. Yeah. Which is also really real. Yeah. So it's complex. It's a complex web. So complex. Yes. It is. Um, I kind of like how the five dragons that end up saving the world, how they and their powers each relate to one of the places. Oh, interesting. So, how's like, that? I don't know if this is true, but this is what my brain this says. This is a so Jill like, theory. Yeah. It's a Jill theory. When Sisu touches the dragon gym piece that Raya has, Raya's from Heart, uh-huh. she says, this is my sister Amba's magic. She glows. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Hearts glow, I guess. That one was a little shaky. But the rest of it makes sense. No, I think that makes sense. So then when they're in tail... So the tail is the desert one? Tail is the desert one. Okay. And that you can shape shape shift. How a desert, like the moving sands, change the landscape, right? And then in Talon, it's the fog. Well, they're on the water. Yeah. It's fog. And then in Spine, it's the Pongu's magic, which his is rain or snow, I guess weather, right? Yeah. yeah. So that would be spines okay. really snowy. And then Fangs would be Sisu herself. And that they give it to Sisu the same way they give it to Namari. And Fang, she's a really good swimmer. Fang's oh, yeah. on canals. I mean Sisu's a good swimmer. Yeah. And Fang oh. is like on canals. So I don't know if that was like those five dragons represented the five Places and that's why yeah. they were the ones that made yeah the big oh so piece. you're saying Sisu is identified with Fang yes oh, and that's yeah. why like oh, maybe man. her and Amari because she bond. can say yeah you ha- my dragon siblings trusted me I don't know why yeah yeah the same way that those four people ended up trusting Namari right. at the end yeah wow oh. Jill your theories Jill. are always the best that's a great. What can I I'm say? I'm in. That <laughs> has to be intentional. Though. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it is. Uh, so I think one of my meaningful moments uh, actually comes when she gets... Is it Pongu's magic that causes the rain? 
uh, yes. after spine. So I lived in the Philippines for a summer um, on an island called Cebu, which is kind of like right in the middle of the Philippines. And that's Southeast Asia. So that's like a part of the this culture that influenced this world of Kumandra. And I lived there during what's like there. So they have like two seasons. It's like a dry season and a rainy season. And because it's in the tropics. Mm-hmm. So when she gets Pongu's magic and it starts raining in the river, but it's still sunny. Yeah. And like all the characters are like standing in the rain and they are totally unfazed by the rain. That was like the Philippines. Like that was what so it was like. Cool. Where like we would wake up or like you would just go through the, you're like the lot, you know, going through the market or, yeah. or whatever. And it would be pouring the rain. There's no like umbrellas. No one thinks anything about it. Like it's just like your life. Really? It's just like raining and sunny. It's That's like this combination crazy. of these two things. And the rainstorms would come quickly. Like yeah. it wasn't like they lasted all day. You might have like 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, it, it was just like everything was always wet or a little it. damp. And you just like embraced it. So cool. And so like when they did that, it just to me, like it took me back. And I love all those little details where they just make it feel like these real places on earth yeah. that people experience. It was really so, cool. it, so. They should definitely include that in the park if they make it. A hundred percent. Like it just randomly starts raining. <laughs> yeah. yeah amazing it took me back yeah and i could like i feel like i could like smell it it was like yeah i know exactly what this feels like that's good that's good one of my favorite things was that sisu was not at all what ryan expected yes Yes. that was my favorite thing i think just because i think that happens so often Mm -hmm. like to everyone like people are just not what we expected and it's not bad it's and you just have to like learn to let those expectations yeah go but at the same time Sisu was exactly what Ryan needed yeah yeah and so I just thought that was so cool like yeah and how that's so relatable and just like what we think we need yeah and then sometimes what we get is not what we expect but yeah off most most of the time it's exactly what we need yeah and it helps us you know work through things we wouldn't have to otherwise yeah. yeah, but I loved Sisu altogether. Yeah, same. same. <laughs> so I love that she was the recipient of yeah. the yeah. gem from her siblings, and she's like, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and she's forthright right about that. Yes, yeah. that she was so humble about it, and yeah. she, you know, this whole culture and legend has been about her, mm-hmm. about Sisu, and everyone looks to her as this like savior. Mm-hmm dragon and then when she like comes back she's just like i'm just me i'm just like a recipient of this gift that my siblings gave me and she doesn't pretend to be what everybody Mm. expected her to be yeah and that i thought that was so cool and just Mm. like her personality she was very just true to who she was and she didn't try to be something she wasn't so um like the key to bringing everything back was given to her and she was kind of like the least likely Mm. i thought that was so just like a beautiful picture and Mm. i loved that yeah that's why she was my favorite i love it yeah I wish mine was as meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite? Uh, I really like Boone. He's That's so my favorite. Yeah. He's just funny. Yeah. I He's don't, so cute. I don't really have any empathy with him or relate to him, I guess. I don't know. Although I can get to like where I'm like, I'm going to miss this. When he's like, I never thought I'd miss my sister messing up my hair. I was like, Aww. well, yeah. I can get there. Like, I can miss that. <laughs> but, um, 
He's just funny. I also think he's a kid version of Scott McMinn. Um, oh, anyone. yeah, one of our friends. Shout out. Yeah. Anyone knows Scott McMinn? <laughs> I want to yep. see little kid Scott McMinn. It's that's been, hilarious. Yeah. Um, also, Boone kind of gave me, like, Forrest Gump vibes with the shrimp. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, just because he's, like, really into the shrimp. That's funny. So, I don't know. He just was funny. It was really funny to me and totally, like, took me off. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I like that it was like he was an adult trapped in a kid's body. Yeah. yeah. And he was, yeah. like, just so, like, confident in himself yeah, and suave it. about it, even yeah. though he's, like, probably, like, 12 years old. Yeah. It's great. But then, like, you see that's, like, he was forced to grow up right. really yeah. quickly because his family was all, well, not killed, but taken mm-hmm. away from yeah. him. Uh, and so he's on his own. And instead of, you know, being miserable or, and or, you know, I don't even know, like, just being destitute, he like forged a, a way. Mm-hmm. And that resilience, I love. Mm-hmm. It just made him really endearing to me. And I was really, I'll talk about this in a second. I was happy in this case that he got his family back. So let's let's be Disney Imagineers for a second. We're going to upgrade a Disney park and we're gonna build a Kumandra section and we have to pick one of the nations from Kumandra. Just one nation. Just one nation to build in our park. What nation would you build? I mean, I would probably build Heart. Okay. Because that's where the dragons are. Well, the five dragon, like you could build the five dragon thing and put the, like at the beginning of the movie, you know, and then they all come back there. I don't want to give all my ideas away mm, because sure. you, you know. can call me Imagineering. <laughs> That'll cost extra. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'll send um, you an invoice. What's the one where the baby comes from oh yeah that one is cool what is, is that it? talon that's talon has to on be the talon, water yeah. okay so talon is not my favorite but okay. i think thinking about a park yeah you're right rachel i'm like talon makes most sense because it's a marketplace yeah it's a marketplace and there's a lots of you know colors and what going on yeah Lights. just like a market mm-hmm. food lights um okay my question where would you want to be from yourself if i'm from there yeah like which of the five i want to say fang because of the like they just look so cool yeah Mm -hmm. but heart like yeah that's heart seems nice they're the best (laughs) everybody's so jealous of them (laughs) it seems nice Heart seems the it's most It's so funny because peaceful. I feel the exact opposite. I wish I would say from heart because it seems so peaceful, but I would choose Fang. Uh, because uh. their cunning, the engineering is amazing. I mean, yeah. they basically built skyscrapers. Yeah. I'm like, how did you even do that? Yeah. And, like, they have all and this, like, that the canal, canal that they've built and yeah. stuff. I, I'm like, okay. I like, I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my question is, which hairstyle would you pick? Oh, nice. That's a good one. Clearly Raya. <laughs> taking Raya's hair. Raya's hair is cool, and then also Namari's hair. Yeah. But Sisu's hair? Oh, wild. I do love that. I mean... I mean it's probably mostly what my hair looks like. If your hair were blue, it would look like... <laughs> yeah. It's true. But yeah. Chief Benja, he has good hair. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Chief Benja... <laughs> <laughs> he his hair reminds me of that actor. Uh, I forget yeah. his name from South Korea. Yeah, no, he's very much. It reminds me of his hairstyle. So, yeah. Any lingering questions? Yeah. So things that maybe didn't make sense or questions that we had about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I got one. I you got have one? some. I have a I've, few. I have several. 
I'll be honest. Um, here's my question. Okay. Do we think that Chief Binja and Nomari's mom, what's her name, Verona? The, v- Ver- Verona? Verona? Is that her name? Yeah. Do you think they were together and that Ryan and Nomari are actually sisters? Why? Okay, wait. But why would that be? Why would it not be? <laughs> They're the same age. They could be twins. Okay, so because I'm, I'm we don't back know to that anything about Raya's mom or, or what's her face. Okay, dad. that is one of my questions. Why? That's one of the things I also didn't like. There's so many. You, I think we only see one or two two parent families. Mm. So okay. whenever everything is restored, the only one that we see, the only two people that have. Uh, Two parents that they're reunited with are Boone and the big guy. The spy. Tong's, yeah. Tong. Yeah, Tong. His baby. The yeah. baby goes back to just a mom. mom. Yeah. And then Verani, or. Yeah. Yeah, what? Verona. Yeah. Verona. Yeah. And just has her. Raya. Just yeah. has her dad. I was like, oh, is this intentional? So you, Jill, you're proposing. But you're proposing that, that they they're were... together and this is a parent trap situation. Oh. Like, girls don't know they're related. <laughs> Proposing that maybe what if uh, what if this... Raya too is basically the parent trap? <laughs> I mean, they try to get them back together. Some like siblings, like they rivalry. Could, rivalry. They both love dragon stuff. Oh my gosh, that would maybe that's how this all started. Like he's okay. like, we can get Kumandra back because he wants his wife back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna put my weight behind this theory, he but I like the creativity. Want... Peace and harmony, world peace, but he wants his wife back. They maybe left it a little bit open. It feels like maybe they could have some history, but not like, I don't know. I don't know if they're sisters. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Okay, so, uh, all right. I have a question about Sisu. Yeah. So, Namari tells Raya at the beginning that legends say that Sisu's body is like, or whatever, is at one of the ends of a river, right? And then I guess Raya has been going to all of them and marking them off, and then she's been performing this ritual. Okay, so I have some questions here, because how would anyone know to do this unless it had been done once before? But clearly when Sisu comes back, this is the first time, because she thinks it's the same day as when they uh, sent the drone away. She thinks it's 500 years ago. So she's clearly not been brought back before. Why do they know all this? Right? Just a, like, just why do the people know yeah. the ritual? Yeah, or? why do they know the ritual? And why do they know that she, her spirit or whatever is at one of the ends of the river? Where did this yeah. information come from? But, oh. How did they figure that out? I think if you can answer this, you can answer the question of how Mother Gothel knows to sing the song <laughs> to the flower. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, just because magic. Right. I have a theory. Maybe. I have a theory. Okay. Haven't they already done this before, though? Because the drone came and the dragons. Okay, so but the dragons were already awakened before the drone came the first time. Yeah. yeah. Right, so no one needed to perform the ritual. Oh, okay. Right. And then Sisu seems to present that she thinks it's the same day as when she right. created the dragon. Yeah, because so she's like, I don't think works. she's been awakened before in that 500-year right. period. It's a genius. Yeah. So okay, so here's my theory. theory. My theory is that, because this uh, prophecy or whatever came from Fang. Yeah. This legend came <gasps> from Fang. I think there's a prophet or someone who can see into the future in Fang. Bruno. And I think that <laughs> is what... <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Bruno. <laughs> I think that is why they were able 
because I also was wondering how were they able to build the canal so quickly after the drone appeared and yeah. keep themselves protected from the yeah, drone? So I think they were able to use some insight. Yeah, I think if we see a Raya too, there's going to be some like prophecy magic. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Because yeah. oh, it also explains why. Yeah, and they're the only ones who do. Only Fang. Uh-huh. No one else uh-huh. knows any of this. Yeah. It's new information. Because I was wondering, how did she know to like sing the song and set the things out, and how did she have all that stuff? In I her think bag? that's why she had to go to Fang to because she goes to retrieve the scroll. Remember, it's not the map that she stole from Fang. Right. She had the map to all the rivers. The thing she stole from Fang was that like scroll, thing. scroll that showed finding Sisu. Like it's like a prophecy. Yeah. So yeah, I right. think she needed to go to Fang to figure out how to do this ritual. Yeah. That's my theory. Oh, that's a good theory. Yeah. That's so, good. okay, why was Sisu at a different place than the siblings? Oh, yeah. Also, okay, but how did they not know that the dragons I were I was there? wondering about that. But really, or did they? Maybe it just rioted. Maybe, know. yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, but on that note, <laughs> did you notice? So when uh, Sisu is telling the story about her siblings, her siblings are all standing next to each other when they turn to stone, like shoulder yes. to shoulder. Yeah. But in the room, they're, they're on a... completely different ends. Yeah. It's like, why did they get Who moved? Who moved them? So I think, that's what I think. I think they did get moved. Because they obviously built, the humans built this temple later on But didn't anyway. Sisu knew, know where they were? Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, they're still on the approximate land. Right. Yeah. But, but maybe it just, just yeah, okay. maybe the humans just moved them so that they kind of guarded the ring. Oh, okay, I see. Maybe that's what happened? Maybe. Okay. I have some, okay, I have a, a somewhat related question. So, okay, when everyone gets turned to stone, they have this cup position, yes, right? This. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have some theories as to why that is. Oh. Jill, do you want to... Is, that, so, is your no, question like why? My similar... I have a similar question to that. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Same. Okay. So my question is actually, how come at the end... the Is this your question? This is my question. The group of four people, they, don't, they're not, they do not have it, the cup. But Boone and Spine Chief and Little Girl Baby doesn't, and then Namari doesn't either. Because they're all in this position of like a hug. Right. Yeah. Like a group hug, and that's how and they stay. none of the dragons... That's true. None, none of the none dragons, of the dragons were in besides, the like when they go sign. through that dragon graveyard. Yeah, they're like in different positions. They're like frozen oh. as if they were fighting. And those other dragons, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. Okay, so I have a maybe theory. because they had the gems, like they were protecting other people, and so yeah, I don't know. What's I, your theory? I, that's my theory. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. the I think first of all, like we have to figure out what's the reason they're even in the cup position at all. Yeah. And my theory on that is. It's twofold. One is it's pointing you to the solution, which is to offer a gift to somebody else. Because oh. Sisu keeps talking about, let's bring a gift, let's bring a gift, let's bring yeah, a gift. Like, all the yeah. time, it's like her go-to. Yeah. So it's like you're offering a gift to some... That's like the solution. Like, right. I'm handing over my power, and that and that trust is going to, like, boom the drone away, good. as, yeah, like, good. she says. Boom the drone. So, but I think the second meaning <laughs> is it's a cupped hand like you're receiving water. Oh, and the water the is water. the thing that like washes the drone yeah. away. And then when everything is solved, the rain, it's like magic rain right. that washes. you know they catch and that washes the stone away yeah. and then they come back to life. So I think it's that's why I think they're in that position. Yeah. Do you guys that think that's sense. true? Yeah. yeah. So then I think the reason that this group of four are not in this position is because they've they've given the they've gift. Given they the already gift. did. They right. just did. They gave it to Namari. Yeah. So they don't need that position. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. They are 
touching someone who is in that position. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So who offered like, the gift. Right. Oh. I did offer the gift. That's my theory. Yeah. yeah. But it, cool. you got to think as storytellers and animators, this was a, obviously an intentional choice, but I haven't read any reasons yeah. why yeah. they did that. Huh. Um, yeah. So I have another question. Okay. Um, so the water flows upward. Like when she gets to the, where the gym piece is. At the shipwreck. Like takes off her shoes. Mm. No. And the, at the beginning when in she's the like in the temple. She takes off her shoes. The water is flowing oh. up. up the stairs. Yeah. Toward the gym. Is it just because the gym is like pulling water? Is it like a magnet thing? I guess so. Which I guess because lo- the dragon's magic. Yeah. Then- okay. Which, where does it go? Because there's not like a massive ball of water it, around well, the water. I think it just goes to the pond. <laughs> yeah. Up the top. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder right? why the but pond why doesn't does just go? start like flooding. I don't know. I oh. guess it's all magic. Okay. Shipwreck. <laughs> Do we think that's Tarzan's parents or <gasps> on an Elsa's parents? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in a desert in Southeast Asia. In Southeast Asia. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. Everything always comes back. <laughs> it always goes I'm back. Just trying to, to connect. Okay, so related though, um, Sisu identifies herself as a water dragon. Right, but that's why. Aren't all dragons the water dragon? Or does she specify it for a different reason? See, well, that's why I was wondering about... Well, she's a really good swimmer. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But I think they're all water dragons because they can all run on the water. Okay. Because at first, when she's like, this is my brother's Pongu's magic, and then she, like, takes off through the air. I'm like, oh, so only he can do that. But But then then they all all come back on... So you think when she says water dragon, she means she swims in the water? Is that what you're saying? I think she's a, I think she's a water dragon that swims. Which then it's like, so does she have a special talent? Can they all swim? <laughs> right. No, I think they're all water dragons, but I think she's an excellent swimmer. So why didn't she just say I'm a dragon? If they're all water dragons, because why does she Because I think she's not a dragon dragon, like with wings and fire. But do those exist? Probably. To them. Yeah. So I maybe, again, Raya too. we get to see the fire dragons. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then the Fire right. Nation attack. Oh my goodness. What is the dragon's role after Kumandra? Oh, that's a good question. Like they what? keep the drune away, right? But I, I thought know, the drune are... Okay, I also I have a similar theory about that. Are boomed away, as you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think the dragons have very little to do with the drune at all. Okay, yeah. Say more. Okay, okay. So when <laughs> Boone asks where does where did the drune come from, she says five hundred years ago they were born out of human discord. discord okay. So when Raya is at the very beginning of the movie, she's telling you like the history of Kumandra. She's yeah. like five hundred years ago we lived in a paradise and it was peaceful. I think she's wrong. I think she's telling the version of history that they now believe. Oh. But clearly, the drone came from somewhere. Right. And Sisu says they came from Discord. Yeah. So I think something 500 years ago, humans did start to mistrust each other and to fight. Mm-hmm. And that brought the drone forth. And the dragons couldn't help it. Like, there was nothing they could do. And that's why, like, all the dragons They're returned to stone. To yeah, exactly. And so they did the only thing that they could possibly do, which was basically just to delay the drone. Mm-hmm. Like the dream were still that she even says like they were always here. Yeah. And I think that's why the dragons didn't come back was because even though the dream had momentarily been like put, I guess, underground or something, the humans still did not trust each other. They were fighting over the gym. Oh. And so the dragons, I think, couldn't come back because the dragons are born out of human trust, trust. and unity. Does that make sense? Yes. Like the so opposite I th- of the dream. Exactly. And she even says that. 
Like she says yeah, they're she opposite of dragons, the Drunar. That's my theory. Yeah. About that. So what they actually need, they don't need the dragons. Right. They need trust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. So I don't know what the dragons do now. I guess they just live dragon lives. Yeah, but earlier you said their job is to guide humans. I, okay, right? so that, that was the vibe I got was because that's how Sisu, that's her role. Is she's really like leading Raya. Yeah. Almost like in a mentor capacity. Yeah. And it's, she does it so effortlessly and naturally. It just made me wonder if that was the main function of the dragons. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the things I didn't like uh, about the movie is Chief Benja's banquet plan. Yeah. What did you think would happen? Yeah, that's what I want to be like. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Because... I could tell what tell you what was gonna happen right. before you invited all We're these all people. We're all jaded and cynical. We know exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, and also the day after your daughter is like officially deemed a defender of yeah. the gym, like maybe wait like at least a month. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the issue. Would the right thing have been like, okay, Chief Benja, yeah, try this dinner party. You're maybe throw. not here though. Maybe not here. Maybe in a neutral <laughs> spot, yeah. or maybe do you just. Maybe add some guards to right. the most important object on Earth. Yeah. 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 So maybe another question for Araya, too. If Is Chief Benja just like a terrible leader? <laughs> <laughs> like he just makes horrible decisions. Just a good cook. <laughs> right. And, yeah, great fighter. Right. Good dad, good but like horrible at leading a country. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what did you not like? Okay, I have a lot. Go for uh, it. I, I, this is maybe controversial. I'm going to say, number one, I did not like baby Noi. <laughs> well, I like that there was a baby because it's like this sweet backstory and it's like makes your heart sad and you, you want her to get her family back. Yeah. But uh, it's like, okay, she's a, she's a ninja baby. Yeah. And she can somehow converse with these monkeys. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I get this is a fantasy story. But, like, that just felt, like, a little over the Stretching edge for me. Stretching it too much. Because the other stuff, it's like, oh, it's magic. Well, is Noi magic? What's the deal? What? Mm. And Raya is like, you're a con baby? Like, she's just as surprised as we are. Yeah. So I just didn't really care for the baby. So. Yeah. yeah. It felt to me like DreamWorks, like, boss baby. Yeah. Kind of I did yeah. get boss baby vibes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I didn't really like Noi. I do see why, like, because they needed somebody that Raya would not think was a con, but then right. it plays well into Spine Chief's yeah. little heart for yeah. his kid, but yeah. I think this might be more of a compliment. I thought it should have been a show and not a movie. Like the Ra- whole thing? The whole or- thing. Oh. I, a show, you mean? Like, like a, a Disney Plus like a- show? Like oh, a series? Yeah. Okay. I, and I think because it is really fast. It moves so quickly. Yeah. And there's so much. And there's so much. And there's such a great, it's a great world like we talked about. So mm-hmm. it would be really neat to spend like, you know, five episodes or, you know, three or five episodes on each nation. Yeah. And then you can like really flesh it out and understand what makes each one distinct from the others mm-hmm. and explore that world and those characters more. Again, like we don't even know anyone from heart. Yeah. It kind of felt like a video game to me. Like if you play video games like frequently, it's like you got to go to this place and then you got to go to this place mm-hmm. and then you got to go to this place. And it, it moved like that, like really yeah. quickly, like place mm-hmm. to place to place. Yeah. And I would have just liked to explore it more. Right. So... I would have liked instead of a one and a half hour long movie, maybe like eight hours of worth of show would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like a series when you're watching it. It Totally could have been. Did you guys ever watch uh, 
was it called um the last airbender the show did it remind you yes i was gonna ask you guys that but i was like did you guys get like avatar a hundred percent and i loved avatar it was so good and i think one of the things that made it great was it was a show yeah you really got to see all the the four nations and yeah i was another thing i i I talked to Jill about this. I have a complex relationship with the moral of this story because like, I think if you just flattened the moral of the story to its most basic principle, it's trust everybody always. Mm. Wouldn't you say that's kind of the message that you're getting from this movie? I mean, yeah, I mean. And that's a dangerous message for kids. Not even trust everybody, but just always lean toward trust. Uh, right. Which yeah. is not. Even when they've. Hurt you or... Yeah. Yeah, even even when they've hurt you. When they've intentionally hurt you. Just keep trusting them again and again. And I'm like... As an an adult, I can... We have experience and we've learned... We can parse out the difference between forgiveness and trust. That's important. We can also parse out the... Who has shared goals Mm -hmm. that I have. So, like, Sisu brings this up. She's like... Raya, you and Namari both want the world to be fixed. Yeah. Like, she's pointing out you have common ground. Yeah. You both want some similar things. You're just approaching it from different angles. And so it makes sense that the movie makes the argument that Raya should trust Namari it, it, because of that. It's established the reason. Yeah. But I think as a child, you might miss that. Yeah, yeah for sure. And well, it's also hard to realize, like, okay, Namari did what she did because she also, I think, wants her mom. Yeah. Like, she's, you know... Wants her mom to be proud of her. Right. And so things like that. And so she has this other side thing. But, like, uh, so it's easy to be like, okay, she can maybe get past that. But if you're just like, oh, trusting people, but you don't Mm. have that discernment. Right. Yeah. 100%. And, like, Sisu, I think what I, one of the things I do like is that Sisu blindly trusts everybody and it burns her. Yeah. Like, the storytellers of the movie want to show, hey, this that naivete is also dangerous. Yeah. And they do that through the chief of uh, Talon. And, and Sisu is, like, shocked that she was betrayed and that yeah. this chief tried to kill her when she was trusting, trusting the chief. Yeah. yeah, this old woman. And I like that. Yeah. But again, I think as a kid, I don't know that you're going to see those nuances and at the end of the movie, it's it's gonna feel like you're like it's telling you just trust, trust everybody, no matter what. Yeah, that's true. That could be. Dangerous. I think that it's kind of missing, like you said, that forgiveness and yeah. trust together. Yep. I think you're. Yeah, you're right. Kids aren't really able to discern between that. Yeah, and, and that could be. It's complex. Scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's a big one for me. And then I would say the last one, uh, the last thing I didn't really like, and Jill, you're going to hate this, is a lack of consequences, okay. which is a Disney thing. It <laughs> drives me yeah. crazy. But it, isn't that the point of, like, fantasy? I think so. But I'm also, like, we, we are doing this podcast because we've talked about how, like, fairy tales are often the modes through which we teach children. Yeah. And one of the things that we make fun of Pixar for, like, running on tears but one of the things Pixar does really well is present real-life difficulties right. and helps show how to navigate through them. Mm-hmm. So, like, in Inside Out, it's how do you deal with moving away from your home and your friends? Mm-hmm. And that hurts. How do you process that? Yeah. And up, how do you deal with grief? How do you deal with, deal with your broken family? Yeah. And 
like Disney animation drives me crazy in that there are no consequences. <laughs> yeah. right. Sisu comes back to life. Right. Everyone comes back yeah. and it's like happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's like, are you learning anything? Mm-hmm. Like ha- as a person, have I developed or learned anything new or have you I just, just been say, entertained? This right. doesn't really happen. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It just, cause it well, doesn't happen. This, like, this is more of a fairy tale. This is more entertainment. Yeah. yeah. But so I think shifting from like fairy tales in the 1800s being like we're trying to reflect real life and yeah. teach you something to like we are trying to just escape escapism yeah. Yeah. more in some of these stories. I just hate that. Yeah. Star Wars has been notorious about this lately, and it's it's I know it's for kids, but so many adults enjoy it. I'm like, what's the deal, guys? Yeah. Add some consequences. Kill off some people. Well, yeah. There are consequences. Ride didn't have to do anything. She could have just. Let it be. Let, Let it continue. She could have just been like, I'll leave everyone a stone. <laughs> <laughs> End of the movie. <laughs> I don't think I'm <laughs> Like, she didn't have to go to all these rivers. Yeah, it's to true. Sisu. Yeah. I do feel like it's interesting that it was the actual last river she tried. I'm like, it could have been in the middle. <laughs> of course, it's the last. You know, one, right? that feels. Yeah. That was predictable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Frozen Two is similar for me. Like every time oh, yeah. now that I see yeah. a Disney character die, I, it stresses me out. None. Because you're like, so I don't. There's back. no emotion. It's just funny because when we went to oh. Pixar, we felt the opposite. You're like, because you're like, oh, even this when nothing is... happens, you're like, what is about? <laughs> With like Luca, we're waiting yeah. for the trauma we're to arrive. For the trauma. Yeah. And then like in Frozen Two, like when Olaf disappears, I'm like, guys, he's coming oh. back. But see, no, it's also like he's coming back in five minutes. Like sometimes I'm like, you know what, Disney Animation, keep doing your thing <laughs> because I don't know you would do it well. Yeah. Oh. Like Pixar does this well. Yeah, they handle they the difficulty well. They do a great job. They have very specific things about, like, not having a coincidence and all this stuff. Yeah. And it makes sense, and it's beautiful stories. Whereas I'm like, maybe let's just keep doing your thing over here. Yeah. So I think for and me, like, okay. it's so helpful for us to use stories to process difficult circumstances yeah. and to learn that, like, loss happens. And instead of, like looking for the way to reverse the loss. I mean, that's so unhealthy. That's denial. Right, that's right. step one in grief. Yeah. Like, figuring out how do we, like, navigate it in other ways. So I'm not saying, like, it should have a sad ending every time. Right. But I would like a little bit more yeah, of a So consequence. what would the consequence be in this story that you would like if to I were to see? If I were to rewrite it, yeah. I would not bring Sisu back. Okay. Yeah, I would do it, think... But all the rest of the dragons come back? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I would, yeah. I think, yeah. I think because she was killed by human discourse. Right. Yeah. She was yeah. killed because Namari put out the crossbow and then Raya hit her hand. Yeah. And so together they killed mm-hmm. the dragon. Right. So I would say, yeah. I don't know about the other dragons, but I would say definitely Sisu shouldn't come yeah. back. Yeah. Oh. And let that be like a memorial, like right. a yeah. reason Remember, that they're like, we yeah. can't do right, this again. Right, because now right. they don't yeah. have that forget and yeah it'll come back and it'll be all over again yeah (laughs) yeah but i do wonder how many parents feel the same way i I wonder if parents would be really mad at disney if that's why i think their kids were crying because the dragon was still dead that's why i think i think that's where disney doesn't risk it pixar's like come at us (laughs) yeah we'll talk about this in another episode but but. yeah we'll talk about this later the movie up so i did a workshop with pete doctor who wrote the movie up for pixar and he said that when they showed Disney the opening sequence and it showed that either the family and up had a miscarriage or that they couldn't get pregnant one way or the other, that Disney executives were like, whoa, no, 
we can't do that. Yeah. That is way too real. Absolutely not. And Pixar was like, uh, no, we are like one in three families have one of these issues in America. Like we need to help deal with that. Mm -hmm. And Again, like you're saying, that bravery, that courage that it takes one studio to say this, we're going to deal with the loss. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, which there are some tough things already in in Raya. It's just it all gets reversed. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very, like you're saying, it's it's Star Warsy. Yeah, it is so annoying. The new Star Wars stuff. Yeah, the new. But But would it be Kumandra? Yeah. Would it be Kumandra? Would it be true Kumandra? If everything didn't come back, it's true yeah. because everything weren't reversed. Yeah, and I had even read like in one of the articles, I think it was from the Atlantic, about how religious the ending of the movie felt. Yeah. To a non-religious person, it could be annoying because it is kind of like. Yeah. I mean, it's like what we see in the Bible in the Book oh, of Revelation, yeah. like every nation coming together and like this. Yeah. Joyous ending. Yeah. And that I love that part. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's great of the movie. It's really. I'm fun. I'm here for it. I think we can have a few movies. Without consequences. Without consequences. <laughs> I'm just saying, does it have to be everyone? That's, that's all. <laughs> all right, so how would we rate this movie? Let's see, Rachel, do you want to reveal our rating for this movie? I would love to. Our rating is by Premier Access. By Premier Access. Yes. Our second highest our rating. Second highest rating. So what we're saying is. If uh, actually Raya did come out on Premiere Access, there was a time where you had to pay thirty dollars to watch it. It's free now, but it would have been worth it. That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, it is worth, worth it. it. Yeah, worth it. So if you haven't seen it, take a look. Have a movie night. Have a, have movie, a movie night. night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Get the family together, <laughs> yeah. and then you know maybe debrief with the kids. Yeah, what's healthy yeah, trust? Right. Everything. Yeah. a debrief. Everything should be a debrief. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank Loved you guys. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, thank you for joining us thank on this you. podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. We want to have you so again. Fun. Yeah. This is great. Um, guys, thank you for listening. We would ask you definitely would rate us on the podcast store, write a review, send in your questions. Like and oh, subscribe. Yeah. Like and subscribe, all the things. <laughs> questions. Yeah, uh, as a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Corporation in any way. And the movie is uh, movie of Raya is copyrighted by the Walt Disney Corporation. And the audio clips used in this podcast are protected under the Fair Use Protection Act.